0: If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the
1: plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. Just fighting down, baby. Per, per, per capita export value.
1: Libraries. Minister, mean, are you embarrassed by your behavior
0: today? There's, there's a lot of bleeding hearts around. Do you have the fortitude, or the bone ass, to stand up and come across here and say that to me, you son of a bitch? Just watch me.
1: He certainly went too far, Mr. Speaker, when he st- I saw him stick his tongue out. Contemptuous. Disregard. More than a slab of bacon talking hair. The
0: disappointment you also feel is my responsibility. I lost my temper. What is the nature of your thoughts?
1: The word was F-A-R-T. Three, two, one, I am recording. There we go. Cool. Hazza. But- Okay, so I um, did the last one. I did the last intro. You have to do the this okay. intro, but it has to be like
0: well, I keep saying to do an energetic one, and you're you're just not, you just never bring that to the table. So All how my about energy. let's let's, my let's, energy. Just, let's just turn the dial in the opposite direction. I want this intro from you to be like the saddest, most melancholic ep- uh, intro you could possibly muster. There
1: you go. <clears throat> He didn't do anything. <laughs> Sad and melancholy, like an awkward silence. So there we go. Hello, welcome to Gnady Bollocks is Boring. My name is Rhys Waters. And with me is the uh, insatiable Jesse Harley. Ooh, insatiable. All right, I like that. He will not be satiated.
0: Oh, okay. No, I can't. Can't be. It's impossible. People have tried.
1: What, what would you say your satiation, level, satiation levels are right now? 72. 72. Out of, I'm of 100. Sorry. I'm just going to write that down. This is the politics show for people who hate politics care about things. Um, Jesse. um, Breeze. Anything to offer the STD zone? Oh, gosh. We'll talk Dimension Zone for the people who are new.
0: (laughs) Uh, My dog is going crazy um, because she sensed that something might be outside. A squirrel, you know, um, a fucking bird. Doesn't matter she goes fucking insane. So that's, uh, that's fun. It's always fun to deal with when you're recording a podcast, you know, everybody loves the overly energetic dogs. God, so I'm so so happy. So fun. Oh my God. Uh,
1: so I was just trying to think of some fun stories, witty lines from my life, but I don't have anything to report. So we should probably just move on. Yeah. It was kind of boring. I'm just
0: kind of, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I've been like trying to fast, you know, um, uh, just as a on a health note, I've, for the past two or three years, I'm sure uh, you've been sick of hearing about all my keto and fasting stories and journeys and like trying keto on and off and on and off. And um,
1: nothing um, turns me off more than people <laughs> talking about their keto journey.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I got nothing going on in my
1: life right now. You're you're you're
0: you're pulling out the the threads. You're you're weeding out the garden here. You're you're patting me dry. You're you're picking stuff out of my teeth. You're, uh, you're combing my hair. You're I'm not doing, doing lovingly into my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm running out of analogies here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, thanks for the update on your fasting journey. I know how much you love hearing about it. I really it, do. It yeah. was really nice to know that it happened. Anyway, so um, how, wait, I, actually, I got a question for you. Um, how long have you been in Canada for now? five years in April next year. Fucking A.
0: Right. So four and a half years right
1: now. How about four
0: years? So this will be your fourth or fifth Halloween? This will be my I don't know. Uh fourth? Your fourth Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Um and uh, what has it been like for you and your kids so far? I mean during a pandemic it must have been fucking hard. But like before and like kind of now where it's like wishy washy where half like eighty percent
1: of the world pretends that we're still not in a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> Well, um, for me, Halloween here is great because it's fun. It's a family affair. Everyone's having a good time. Lots of young kids ha- happy and smiling. Whereas in the UK, everyone just locks their door and hides. Are you serious? It's like The Purge. Like Roman- <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Are you, are, you being, are you actually serious? No, no. My parents used to tape their, their uh, letterbox shut and we used to not answer the door all evening. Um, a lot of people find it terrifying because just gangs of kids are out just causing mayhem. Are you fucking serious? Oh, my no. God. Wow. What dicks. Here is like, hey, kids, let's get candy. Oh look, Everyone's having a nice time. Like a film. Like the, uh, saddest, the, the saddest part about Halloween around
0: here is when you've aged out of trick-or-treating. When you're like 15 or 16, and you're like, I don't think I could be doing this anymore, guys. You know, whatever. Maybe 17 <laughs> or 18 is better.
1: <laughs> what? The, third, the saddest thing about Halloween in the UK is when the third brick smeared in dog shit goes through your car windscreen. Jesus Christ! I can't tell if you're
0: joking or not. Is that? Is are you serious? Like this is, wow. Is that are true? Ser- well, like, it,
1: are you kind of? Are you kind of exaggerating
0: I, a little bit? For no, no, no.
1: It's, it's like a proper like. It's more trick than treat. To be honest, i I used to I used to love going. out was when I was like thirteen, fourteen, causing mayhem. That was like the best thing about it. But then, as you're an adult, you're like, oh, this is this is scary. Look at those hooded youths.
0: Utes, Utes, right? Because those hooded youths they look threatening. Anyway, yeah. Dude, that sucks. Well, I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you can enjoy Halloween
1: here with your family then. Because yeah. it can be fun, honestly. You know, and a lot of people sh- really... Yeah. There's bonfire night in the UK where they burn the effigy of a Catholic. Jesus. Okay. That's... I mean, that does sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, so uh, this episode... Yeah. Called... Uh Polyev go in his own way. Oh, okay. All you heard right. anything about this? Please tell me you've heard about this. I haven't, no. So
0: I know Poly- uh, I know Polyev is now the leader of the Conservative Party in Canada, which is frightening because yes. he is truly a sociopath. And I don't mean that in in an insulting way. I mean that in a literal sense. I I like the man is like he's calculated he's cold and he's kind of fucking brilliant which is terrifying and he knows he's exactly what to say to rile yeah. the people up uh to to join him but he doesn't actually say any specific details at all it's go back and i i mentioned this before but go back and listen to
1: what he says it's all fluff it's all fluff to just get you excited but like and it's <laughs> yeah, but but i would i would argue that i mean and i'm i'm certainly no fan but he's done, he does exactly what Trudeau does on the liberal side where he just, he's doing right wing fluff and Trudeau does liberal fluff. Does he really? I kind of think so. It's always kind of lots of hugs and I'm like happy and going to do these things. And I mean, I I think Polyev is, is uh, all right. Well, that's, I mean, okay. And, and, and like, I I think he's, he's united the party because he's quite popular. He looks like an accountant with bodies in his basement. Don't get me wrong. He really fucking does. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, like as far as fluff pieces are concerned, of just like getting people to join you for for like for not doing anything. Like if if Polyev like gets people riled up with anger
1: and hate, and Trudeau, like kisses babies and joins pride parades, like okay, still fluff. <laughs> one, one fluff is like hot and burnt your hands, and the the other fluff you could fall asleep in. <laughs> just fall asleep in Trudeau's lap. Yeah, Well he yeah, yeah, strokes yeah. your hair. Okay. <laughs> I know what I'm going to dream of tonight. Yeah. If well you you're going to go to the gym and you really want a tough workout, you want to go with Polly, yeah? and then when you want to relax afterwards, you hang out with Trudeau.
0: Right. In
1: his lap. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, Polly makes hot cocoa on the stove. Anyone sleeping, uh, relaxed in Trudeau's lap, let us know. will have to find out. <laughs> can um, no, um, Pierre Poudot. <laughs> if we merge the two of them yeah right <laughs> oh i like that pudo Pierre pudo, Pierre pudo. Um, so um basically when their fluff combines um <laughs> he has been he's in big trouble because for Ooh. pierre's for the, in trouble fuck he's in trouble i mean he's trying to ignore it like politicians do and trudeau has like said the same thing to move and over again in parliament to flat call him up on it um he was caught Using uh, in like hidden tags in his YouTube videos for years. Like,
0: oh, I I saw this. I actually saw yeah, this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Into kind of um, angry uh, male supremacy and uh, uh, kind of incel culture.
0: Now I'm going to I am going to play devil's advocate here because that's what I do as much as I dislike the man and I really really dislike the man a lot. His response, if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly and I can't believe I get to actually chime in about good. something before before being taught, um his response was that his PR team, which did all of his social media for him, one of the members on that team was responsible for the hashtags and that person is being held reco- uh, accountable and he had no idea. That as much
1: as I dislike the man, I got to say that's plausible. It is plausible that would, that, that, that happened. Make, that would make sense, except for the fact that he to- he still has been talking in a way to appeal to them in every other situation. Uh, you're going to have to give me some examples here. If you're talking about kind of far right male supremacy. There's a you know there's there's a lot of that rooted in some of the people he poses for photos with, or um, that some of the people he's marched with in the past, or some of the the words and phrases he uses uh, attacking the World Economic Forum, or like is is rooted in this kind of weird blob of conspiracies and um, far right ideology where you know male identity is a is at the heart of it as well. I mean, do you have any specific examples? Well, I gave a few then, but. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like specific tweets or, or, or things he said. Um, okay, in, like, okay. So, so he was on it. He was on a, a, I think he was being interviewed by Jordan Peterson and he was talking about, he uses Anglo-Saxon language, which in itself is kind of like a weird thing to say. I don't know what that means. It's kind of like a Anglo-Saxon is, is kind of a lot of white supremacists identify as Anglo-Saxons. They're the only people who still use those words apart from people learning about, um, ancient history in the British Isles.
0: okay all
1: right um did he all right that's weird it is weird and that's what i mean there's a few like things and but also the fact that he was he posed for photos with he's posed for several photos with far-right people even one of them who then ended up uh threatening to or making uh, remarks about raping his wife as well jesus
0: all right so again gonna play devil's advocate because i think it's healthy to examine all sides um is there a chance that this is this is the left um, blowing things out of proportion?
1: No, I, I think I think what it is, is that he's been trying to seduce or appeal to these, this bunch of kind of fringe far right. Because uh, like,
0: I, I, I just want to interrupt, because like, you know, taking photos with the far right, he takes photos with everybody. That's kind of what you do when you're trying to get votes. You just take people come up to you with a camera and maybe oh, you don't oh, know oh. who they are until
1: afterwards. Oh, the you the know. far right wants to have photos with you. Let's change it the other way. Sorry? The far right want to have photos with you. Let's flip it the other way. <laughs> like well, if you
0: knew, I mean, like, how many politicians do you know say no, thank you? I'm not taking my photo with you. Like
1: they just want as much. I don't know. That's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point, but it keeps happening. And also he goes to the kind of places where they hang out. That's why they have photos together.
0: I, again I wanna I wanna specify that I'm I'm not a peer sympathizer or nor a far right sympathizer. <laughs> I'm simply it's doing a really good job of uh, of
1: playing devil's advocate. Well, well can, can I, I, I think
0: it's no, I think it's important.
1: I think it's important not to I not jump to it, conclusions. Yeah, you know, right. but you want to have that kind of um I agree with you. You wanna you can't just go, Oh, he did another bad thing, let's do another episode of a bad thing he did. It's not that. It's it's much more that this Don't give me like I, he the man frightens like, me we, and I really hope he doesn't become prime minister because or because like oh, oh, I mean, the only hope is we do find the bodies under his accountancy. <laughs> <office>. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is the thing I say about this is that um if we again like if we as as left-leaning sort of you you interrupted my last point i didn't get to finish it i'm sorry he has a consistent track record of uh being around and appealing to and using language that appeals to these groups of people so it doesn't surprise me that someone in his team like i'm not saying he's there updating the tags on his own youtube videos someone in his team is using them so if you look at it in the bigger picture it makes sense that they're trying to appeal to that group of people because he's been making an effort to appeal to that wider group of people for years
0: okay and plus like if like if anybody on the team anybody were to look at those hashtags and think that's out of place what's that doing there like someone just like Obviously, people would have noticed or would have read, and nobody thought that was out of place. Nobody thought, like, hmm, maybe we should talk to someone about these hashtags. Like, just nobody for years.
1: Exactly, yeah,
0: exactly. And and you know, like, like if I they were in peer, if they were in in Trudeau's uh, Instagram or TikTok, or so does Trudeau do TikTok?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Probably, you know, someone I mean, would catch that, right? Like pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, these are really sophisticated, like. So- political campaigns tend to be the most sophisticated use of social media that you can find, like the way they do stuff. And, like, right. and then the thing is, I wanted to talk about what the tags actually were. Because right. a lot of people talk about the tags and I go, these tags, and no one actually was really breaking it down massively or discussing it. So the tag in, in, in question was men go in their own way, or the MGTOW movement. And what is that? is basically men go in their own way is the belief that society has been irreversibly corrupted by feminism, uh, resulting in a systematic bias against men and their viewpoints. And they, uh, they want the male separatists who seek to remove themselves from the negative influence of women entirely. And it's kind of rooted in, in male supremacy. It's a reaction that's happened throughout
0: history. Whenever a large, you know, um, a large movement occurs, an important movement you know, that, that, that needs to address equality in some form, uh, people don't like change and they don't like the aggression that usually comes with that change. And they kind of react to it in their own way. And so like, I get that they're doing it. I don't like it. It's not great. It's not healthy, but like, I, you know, like, all right, that's just, that's going to keep happening whenever we have like important sort of changes happening in society, we're going to have a small group of people going, wow, we don't like that.
1: You know, exactly. And is, um, so basically as well, like that, that tag has been banned by Reddit and TikTok because it was um, often people using it are violating rules and they're typically inciting uh, violence and hatred when they're using it. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: That's that's why it gets
1: controversial is that it's hurtful stuff that people tend to be talking about um and he was using it for four years on on his youtube channel or his team were using it for four years uh on his channel just to play devil's advocate um and it's on it's been on hundreds of his videos since 2018 and also they were using the tag ben shapiro i don't even know if you know who ben shapiro is i've heard the name who is it again very funny (laughs) squeaky voice little kind of man who does like right wing He's kind of like a far-right pundit in America. Maybe. You don't have to see it again. He's he's quite entertaining in the sense of uh, he he looks like he was he's just very angry. And um and I don't know why he's so popular because he just he's just just an angry person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey there, Canadian Politics is Boring listeners. My name is Eric Grenier, and I'm the host of The RIT Podcast. Now, my podcast might be a little more PG than the one you're listening to, but if you think Canadian politics isn't always boring, you might want to check out The RIT Podcast. Every episode, I'm joined by some special guests to chat about politics throughout the country, with a focus on elections, both provincial and federal. You can find The RIT Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can head to therit.ca to listen to past episodes and to subscribe to the newsletter. That's the RIT.ca. T-H-E-W-R-I-T dot, you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at
1: airbnb.com/host and and this was this this was if i i, I was digging into it so this whole community online is known as the manosphere um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a culture of grief, um, conspiracies, and kind of extreme misogyny. Um, and there's lots of different groups that believe different things. Most of it is is kind of against women. So there's the the men's right act, men's rights activists or MRAs. And they claim that family law and social institutions discriminate against men. I know, you know, people who've been through divorces and come out the wrong way and they and can see why people become radli- radicalized or not even radicalized who would kind of talk to other people in those groups if they've had bad experiences with family law and those institutions. But that happens to people on both sides, typically. It's, it's really fascinating from a, a sociological
0: perspective how this happens throughout the years, honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, okay, so... Speaking about the you know, feminist movement or angry feminists, as they might call them, um, you know, I've, I've seen, I've seen examples of this. I've seen, you know, this, I've, I've got a lot of feminist uh, friends in the film industry as an example, who talk about how unfair it is for women, uh, women writers and women directors. And it is unfair and has been unfair for a very long time. And not just in the film industry, but like all, all kinds of industries. And and so the feminist movement has, you know, if to make progress as like, and I'm, kind of speaking about like all big movements to make progress, they typically end up being really angry at some point and kind of really pointing fingers and putting the other side down. Like it's, it's a way it's, it kind of sucks that anger's involved and hate's involved, but it is without it. They, they typically don't make a lot of motion in their movement and it's that anger and it's that hate that, the other side, in quotes, reacts to. That's unfair. You can't say that all men are assholes and all men are bastards. And it's true. All men are not assholes. All men are not bastards. And so it, it, it's, it's interesting how these movements progress. And it's interesting how people react to the anger that, propels these movements forward and these movements are important you know they're they're about equality it's it's but it's not about the equality that these people are reacting to it's not about uh the fact that these movements exist that these people are reacting to it's about how these people have to use anger to just be fucking heard at all which is unfortunate but like it's, you know, and understandable that they're angry. So, like, these, these far-right, you know, <laughs> manospheres are all just butthurt that, like, people are pointing out that they've been shitheads for a while. <laughs> well, exactly. Or just, like, angrily, you... angrily pointing out that they've been shitheads for a while. Because if they just quietly pointed it out, no one would listen. Yeah. yeah. And if, if,
1: you, if you're privileged, equality looks like inequality to you. Right. But I'm like, yeah, yeah. You have the advantage of, of, like, that you do get from being a white <laughs> male in society. Then once somebody else kind of evens the playing field, you go, whoa, 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 I'm less influential than I used to be. Right. You know, and that can, and that probably is scary to people who, um, like, see that as a big part of their identity. I, um, yeah, yeah. And the other, the other thing is pickup artists are a big part of this as well. Self proclaimed alpha males who date and harass women and believe that society is feminizing men. This was the, one of the descriptions I found. <laughs> so you've got to be an alpha male. And, you know, why do women fall in love with feminine men? And by feminine men, they probably just mean people who shave and have a shower. <laughs> Metrosexuals. Yeah. I Actually, that, I, have
0: a, I have an interesting theory that it's I'm, I'm sure is completely false uh, that has to do with why um, a large po- you know, a large piece of the male population has been, if you want to, I mean to use the phrase feminized, sure, you know, and it all
1: has to do with uh, World War II. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't think it's true.
0: Well, hold on, let me
1: just. I don't think that men are inherently more feminine than no, everyone.
0: No, no, hold on. Let me just let me just get so okay. World so War II.
1: So everything, everything in society, the, World War II in the end, we,
0: we react to large. Events. That's what we do as a society. Something that is large and in your face, we tend to react to. Like this, that we find balance.
1: Um, you know what? This is a very long rabbit hole. Let's not go down this one. <laughs> your <laughs> theory, your theory about an event that nobody remembers because it was eighty years ago, is making more me- more feminine men more feminine. <laughs> okay. Well, no, not not more
0: not men more feminine. Let's let's remove <laughs> that. Uh, okay. Influenced by a feminine voice. With nothing wrong with that, by the way. Oh, are you talking about because everyone died? So or no, then? World War II happened, and then we reacted to World War II with nineteen fifties, which is like everything's structured, everything's safe. We have a household, we have a job, we have a picket fence. This is how okay. a, a cookie cutter lives because that's we reacted to the insanity that was
1: World War II. and from this, women, women typically stayed home because they could afford to survive on one income.
0: No, let me keep going with this. So, from the fifties, people reacted from the fifties with the sixties, which is enough of this structure, enough of this insane. Like you have to have these cookie cutter lives. It's peace, love, and just like do what you want, man. Do all these drugs, uh, make love with whoever you please. You know, and from this era came a lot of a lot of children. Uh, with, with people who, who weren't intended to be like with one another. So you had like a lot of divorces in the 70s and 80s, like a lot, like an this statistically a statistical anomaly of divorces in the nineteen seventies and eighties to the point where the the court system was kind of overwhelmed with it. And they just kind of like, okay, we don't know we don't we don't have the time to kind of sit down with all this. Let's just give all the all the children to the women. And so just one after one after another, one after another, all the women were basically given the children to raise and, and the fathers, if they wanted to, maybe could fight to see them on the weekends. And so you've got this huge generation of children being raised solely by, by women. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you get some incredibly powerful, wonderful, smart, intelligent men being raised solely by women. But there is an influence in that. And I think that might be what they're talking about.
1: There you go. There's my rabbit hole conspiracy theory. What do you think? Um, I think it's flawed in several places. <laughs> I appreciate you trying <laughs> I, right. I think that, I think that it's just um i, I genuinely think that li- very little has changed <laughs> <laughs> and that <laughs> uh, you interesting talk about World War one and World War two typically a lot of equality happened after those because all the men were fighting and taken away, and women had to run society without men and I, and they they did, and then men came back, and they were like already had already proven to themselves they could do this. Anyway, um, that's what you know had that knock-on effect further down. How that affected men, no idea. But um I don't think it made them more feminine necessarily. Okay, is that your is that your counterpoint? I, don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think a lot. Of, I think all of it is bullshit, to be honest. <laughs> all like, of my all of my theory is bullshit. All right. all right, like the whole thing, this whole argument: are men more feminine than they used to be? All this kind of stuff is like men used well, to I'll, be. Hold the, on. I, I, I mean, just Go back to when men used to wear powdered wigs and peacock around in fine silks. Ah, um, but um, that might have been considered
0: manly back then. Everything the, changes as to our opinion as to what manly is feminine is.
1: How, how do you go? We were more Men were more ma- manly in the 1970s. Yeah, but they also had lead poisoning and died of lung cancer from smoking. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so you're...
0: I think <laughs> you're mis- mistaking what I'm saying Met like masculine and feminine is they're made up tropes, right? Yeah, they're yeah. just they're completely, completely made up. What is masculine? What is feminine? They're whatever we mean them to be. All I'm pointing out is that a large, for a, a long period of time, a large population of men uh, was raised um, mainly by, by women. And, and that may have had a very interesting sociological
1: impact on that generation of men. What was that impact? I don't know. But it occurred. What about the fact that during the Victorian era, boys and girls were dressed in the same clothes up until a certain age? Is that true? That's neat. And you didn't really have gender specific clothing until you got to a certain age. That's very, very neat.
0: Oh, I don't have the answers. I'm just pointing out what happened. There's
1: so many different things you can throw it and go. Oh, that's weird. Maybe this did that. Even even you go back. This is to why it, I
0: like, love so- like so. Uh,
1: what is it called? Sociology which, which it was, it's fascinating, I think right? is fascinating. What is why I think is all bullshit because <laughs> it always changes and and everyone goes. Everyone goes. oh, the youth today. Everyone has said. Oh, what's wrong with the youth today? Everyone says that all the time for the last ten thousand years. That's true. They
0: have and every and like the music that the youth listen to is noise and garbage. It's
1: Noise but what yeah. the oh i can't enjoy that and then and then that those kids who were listening to um i saw a really funny post actually it was um the meme of steve Buscemi pretending to be a kid with a skateboard and his hat on backwards <laughs> they said blink 182 fans with lower back problems go into the reunion <laughs> <laughs> And it made me laugh. I was like, oh my God, yeah. I remember too. I was a teenager and people go, oh, what's that awful music you're listening to? They use bad words. And now I'm like, oh my God, that's old music now. (laughs) I remember
0: being a teenager and my parents... (laughs) My, my, my friend's parents would call our music noise constantly. What's that noise you're listening to? And I, we'd roll our eyes. I'm like, it's music. It's good music. And now i looking back. I'm like, oh, God, it was awful. What we yeah. listen to It's
1: just <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, so uh, should we do a ghost story? This is kind of a seminar. I just wanted to talk about those tags and stuff. I thought it was interesting that um, uh, in conclusion... Um, he surrounded himself by this messaging and this was inevitable. And I think there'll probably be more stuff that'll come up with these kind of things just because that's been his tactic. Um, it's just that Global News did a really good job of specifically finding that out and dropping her as a new story and um, making him um, kind of have to explain himself, I guess. I'm curious what your thought is on this
0: when it has, when it comes to do with Pierre and and those viewpoints. Do you think he truly does... Uh, ha- hold personal beliefs of, of the far right of like white you know white supremacists well, and, or do you believe that he's just playing to them for votes and he's just saying the things that he thinks that his target audience that he's already chosen will believe and listen to but he doesn't give a shit one way or another it's all political for him
1: I, I don't care whether he <laughs> believes in it no no listen I don't care whether he believes in it or whether he's using it tactically either way Either option, in my judgment, I would, I would believe it to be morally unsound either way. Either you're happy to, either he believes it and he's doing it, or he's, he's willing to uh, stand next to people and promote that message or be part of it. He, it to me, that's one and the same thing. He's part of the same, you know, he's, he's just um, uh, morally unacceptable for me to, to ever vote for somebody like that. That's a very good point
0: oh yeah, like it doesn't fucking matter what he believes because of his actions. His actions speak louder than words.
1: He's, yeah, whether exactly. he believes it
0: or not, he's still
1: doing these things and saying he these things. It's in that movement, like it just being passive and right. um, he, when he's not even being passive. It's part of his, is being part of his strategy. So, you, you know, some people are passive and they don't care about politics like yourself. And you go, <laughs> well, you can't blame people like that for not knowing about the far right and what's going on. But he's not even being passive. He's been He's been kind of using that anger and feeding it so this is doesn't surprise me at all
0: yeah no that's a very good point honestly and uh just goes back to uh our original thought of uh he's a, a monster wearing a human's flesh over his bones No,
1: to- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not he's an accountant with bodies in the basement right yes i'm sorry Reese. that's exactly yeah. what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> all accounted for yeah i mean, I, mean I, feel bad for him. I feel bad for him and his wife like the horrible things that like threats that were made from the far right to his family and stuff, but hold on—the um, far right is threatening him. No, no. So, so one of the far right people, he had a photo with. Um, people posted the photo saying it da 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 da, and then this far right person was on a podcast or something or live streaming and basically was joking about raping Polyev's wife. Um, and Jesus! Then, but he's but but then people were posting the picture of him with him going, "Well, you shook his hand and you know y- you you hanging out with these people." I guess, I guess, like if you. <sighs> Like is not is obviously a horrible thing to happen, and even more unfortunate that he's photographed with him, um, and like not nice for him and his family to have to deal with those kind of things being talked about them online. So, but whether him being part of that community or, or kind of seducing that community or appealing to them played a part in that. I'm sure they say the same thing about Trudeau as well.
0: I mean, you go, you poke a bear, buddy. Like it's, it's you know you
1: the bear slashes at at you. Like come on, like. <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I, you, you shake hands with somebody covered in shit. You're gonna get hands covered in shit. Is that a Welsh saying? I love it. That's great. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> <laughs> Made it up.
0: Well, you know it. what they say, kids. If you shake hands with someone covered in shit, your hands are gonna be covered in shit. What does that exactly. mean, Daddy? Go to school.
1: Yeah. Go to okay. school. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. So I ne- we need your ghost story, Jesse. Can
0: okay. Right. Are you ready? Are you ready? You're gonna add music and sound effects as you do because you're. You're good at that. If I have time. Come on now. Okay. So this is uh this is a, a, a fun ghost story. This is from Ryan Morris, um, who experienced this when he was, um, I believe either a late teenager or young adult, I think young adult. Uh, so he had a, he had a friend who was really into the occult in a fun way, but like wanted to, wanted to really contact someone, the the spirits of the dead are, or, or just like make contact somehow. And, they planned to do this Ouija board night together. And, and so Ryan knew from experience that like, you know, Ouija, now Ryan believes in, in spirits and whatnot, but he also kind of thinks that Ouija boards are a little bit, you know, it depends on who's using it sort of thing and what their intent is. And for the most part, Part Ouija boards move because someone makes them move. You get a group of five people; someone's kind of just fucking moving that thing. If the, if the thing moves, is what he gets at. You know, uh, does it have connections into the spirit world? He believes it does. Again, under certain circumstances, with certain people, you know, not not it's often. Board game. What?
1: Sorry, I just said it's a board game.
0: <laughs> well, it was around a lot longer before fucking Mattel turned into a sh- sh- fucking board game. But anyway, so they had this night planned out. And Ryan was going to bring over his Ouija board with his friend. And his friend was all excited for this. He's like, they're going to pull out all the fucking stops. Mm-hmm. So he brings it over. And they turn on, uh, they turn off all the lights. And they, they they put on candles. Maybe not all the lights. They, they dim the lights. Like, yeah, They dim the lights. And they, they light some candles. And they put on a, a stereo. And they t- took, like, I don't know, fucking metal tape. Like a, 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 a fucking rock metal or whatever it is. And they, they opened up the cassette tape. And they flipped the the spools of tape so that when they played the tape, it would play backwards, just to pull out all the fucking stops. Okay, and they waited until three in the morning, the witching hour, and uh, and and there and then they they brought it the the Ouija board. So it's all dark. There's candles. There's dim lighting from the lamps. There's backwards metal playing. Uh, on the, the stereo next to them and they've got the Ouija board here and they've, they've got it out and they've got their hands on it. And it's just him and Ryan. That's it. And Ryan is determined. He's like, okay, so my friend here is adamant. He really wants to talk to somebody. So I know he's not going to move this thing as a joke, as a prank. He's just, he wouldn't do that. And I know that if I don't move this thing and it moves, then we're talking to someone or something. And so they... They ask out loud. Please, oh spirits, if someone is there, please talk to us. And they've asked like so many questions. And, and for like two, half an hour goes by, nothing. Nothing. And his friend is still adamant as ever, we've got to do this. And they, get, they had to get up and change the tape at one point. And they come back and they, they relight some candles. And like 45 minutes into this, nothing's happening. And then suddenly, the lights, all the power goes out. And the entire block the music stops, the dim lights shut off and and everything. And instead of being engulfed in silence, there are cats everywhere. The sound of cats in heat. Dozens and dozens and dozens of cats outside. And they're like, what the fuck? It's like, I don't know, 3.30, 3.40 in the morning. And they, they go to the window and they look out the window and they don't see dozens and dozens of cats. They still hear them. But the only thing that they see is this old man in a robe and a cane, walking slowly up the street, up the middle of the street, by himself? And at his feet is a small black cat. And the man would take three steps and stop, and the cat would walk up to him, fall, wrap around its, its like walk around his feet once and sit by his legs. And the man would then take another three steps forward, and then the, stop. And the cat would walk up to him, walk around his legs once, and then sit. And he kept doing this. And they were just like, what the hell? And where are all these cats coming from? And finally, the man walked right up into the middle of the street, just in front of their house. And he stopped. And he slowly turned his face. And he looked right at them. And they, both of them, could swear that he had no eyes. Just hollowness for his eyes. And they were just scared shitless. And they dove back from the window. And the second they dove back from the window, the power came back on tape started playing, the lights came back on and all of the cats they heard stopped meowing and they ran back to the window and they looked out the window and the man was gone. That is a true story. Nice cat man. Wow, Reese, you really do embody the spirit of Halloween. Just say <laughs> uh, it. Halloween, Halloween,
1: Halloween. <laughs> cool, oh, that was good. Sorry. Well, um, uh, Halloween is coming. Um, everyone have a a great
0: day. Make sure uh, to tune in for Halloween, our special Halloween episode that Reese is going to concoct
1: okay. for us. I'm putting all the pressure on Reese now to
0: come up with a really spooky, amazing Halloween
1: episode. If you shit your pants from Jesse's story, just, you know, go and get cleaned up and um, get back to work. <laughs> Unless you really like sitting in your own poop. Yeah. Damn, you know, each to their own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um. so yeah, uh, give if you are a poop sitter, give us a shout out.
0: <laughs> Please don't. Don't. No, no. Don't encourage that behavior,
1: Reese. No. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> see you soon bye everyone bye